Hi, you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships, sobriety, and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners, and boy, do we have a treat for you. Hi, this is Rachel. And I'm your co-host, Jonathan. So we thought it would be a really great idea to bring in a couple and let our listeners gain our broader perspective about relationships. But before we get into all of that, I would like to announce the launching of flying-sober.com. It's been in development for a couple months now, and it's packed with a ton of resources, especially for the newcomers. Can't wait for you all to check it out. So let's dive in into today's episode. And what we're going to do, um, I'm going to be interviewing the lady and Jonathan is going to be interviewing the gentleman and we're going to stretch it out over two episodes. Well, it's amazing, Rachel. Like yeah. We've been talking about like relationships and everything else. And we've been talking about all the things that we've been doing, all the stuff that's been taught to us putting these things into action. And then we had this idea, right? Like we thought to ourselves, like, wait a minute, like I'm, I'm in the beginning stages of my relationship. You're still waiting for that special someone. Why don't we ask people that actually have vast experience in a healthy and loving relationship? Exactly. You know? So what's amazing is we had this conversation and, and we're, seeing it from a different angle. Exactly. Because I, I don't know, for me, I need to see things from multiple perspectives to actually get a better understanding. Um, it's amazing. We were having this conversation. You're like, oh my God, who, who are we going to get? I don't know anybody. And within the next 30 seconds, you thought to yourself, oh my God, I have this amazing sponsor who has an amazing husband. They and seem an amazing to, relationship. And they seem to be doing it. So why not talk to them? All right. So listeners, we've got a treat for you today. Yes, we sure do. And what's interesting about that, when you first brought it up, I've already asked Mona to write her story for the new website, sharing her experience, strength, and hope. And it's like a light bulb went off. It's like, oh my God, why not launch the website at the same day we air her interview? It was in perfect alignment. Only thing I had to ask. So I was a little nervous about that. But lucky us, she said yes on both accounts. And I am super excited because... What better couple than Mona and Neil? I really admire and look up to their relationship. And I just want to say thank you so much for letting us do this. It's such an honor. You know, Mona is my sponsor, but she's also my voice of reason not to jump into a relationship and take my time to work on myself and improve my life by raising my standards. And as a result, inviting the right person into my life. And she's a prime example of that. Interestingly enough, she was in a relationship with the same person while she was drinking. And this is why we thought this interview would be so essential because you could see the person she is now. What was their relationship back then? And what is it like today? From interviewing Neil, we already know that it's taken leaps to get to this point. And, you know, luckily they hung on to each other. There's a lot of people in sobriety that have been married and divorced and not with the same person because they either ruined it or the other person was a drinker as well. 
for obvious reasons, didn't work out. But for Neil and Mona, this is a different story. They hung on, and he hung on. Um, to someone who was in active addiction, but is in full-blown recovery now. It's a beautiful thing. She's been my inspiration to continue um, on this path. And I just know the right person will come along. That this is what happened to her because she stuck to the program. She stuck to who she is and developed her inner beauty. And I'm sitting right in front of her. She's one of the most beautiful people I know. So let's start. Um, Mona, how much time do you have in sobriety? It's going on nine years. Uh November 24th, 2011 is my sobriety date, and um, it's been a journey, and it continues, and um, it's changed my world. And what did you do for yourself before you felt comfortable in getting back into intimacy with another person? Oh, my goodness. Um, when I was drinking, I was a different person. Um, I needed uh, that liquid courage to feel beautiful. I needed it to feel smarter. I needed it to feel sexy. Um, my inhibitions went away when I drank, and I would be whatever you'd want me to be. And so, and the sex was amazing. I felt I was swinging on a chandelier all the time. Do you feel like, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but did you feel like you had to put on a mask for someone and that was part of your... Yes, absolutely. When I drank um, in any relationship, I was always in fear. Fear of being good enough, fear of being beautiful. Um, I wanted people just to like me, to love me. So um, I would drink and become a chameleon and try to fit in any way I could because I didn't know who I was or what I was. And um, when I drank, I felt like I was the only one in the room. And how did you meet Neil? I met Neil um, through work and um, I was introduced to him. He was my broker and uh, he goes, what's your name again? <laughs> And I said, Mona Wells. And he goes, Mona Wells, that sounds like a porn star. <laughs> that was my first uh, introduction to Neil. And I went back to my office. I was in sales, and I told my, my boss, what a troll, what a, what a creep. Well, that creep um, ended up being one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And that was in 2004, and we were just married seven months ago. And um, he loved someone like me. So how was your relationship back then when you were still drinking? Oh, Neil was exciting. Um, uh, he uh, always had parties planned and um, uh, dinner, nice dinners, and all of his friends are full of life. And um, he's very structured, though, his, his routine, his exercise and work. Um, not very spontaneous, so I'd always wait for that call on Wednesday. Because if I knew I got that call on Wednesday, I'd have a date that Friday. But I was always asked to leave Sunday morning. Okay, it's time to go. Um, and we had some really just fantastic times. Um, 
the best day of my whole life I can ever imagine. I was drinking, but I hadn't crossed the line yet into my crazy alcoholism. He put the hammock um, on the beach, and we watched the moon rise. And that kiss, he gave me, like, this most incredible kiss. It's one of those kisses that you remember for a lifetime. And that whole night was magical. And um, that's what I remember about Neil. And that was very early on when I, when I met him. I know that for a while you were broken up. What happened that you got to that point where you could no longer be together? I didn't believe in myself and I had so much fear. And I was broken in, in a million pieces from, um, I'm not blaming it on my upbringing, but I didn't know who I was and I didn't love myself. Did you ever have a conversation with him about it? I would tell him about how crazy my my upbringing was, but Neil didn't know the real me, you know? And when I would start to talk about I'd be drunk. But you don't understand. And, um, you know, I had to do that ninth step to make amends to people who we hurt. I hurt Neil and my family so much. And um, so, like, I do a living amends to this day to him. Because I put him through so much that he didn't even talk about. The, the hurt, the pain, the lying. And um, I really hurt him, you know, with my drinking. It was, it was devastating. I put him through, through a lot that he didn't even touch on. And um, I asked God before I made amends to Neil, like, how do I even go about making amends to someone that all he's ever wanted from me was the best. And, um, you know, he just gave me a hug, and he said he just wants to see me happy. And, um, you know, there was a love there, but he wasn't in love with me, but Neil has always been caring, kind, and loving since since I've known him. He's been um, that security blanket, and I always wanted him. I wanted him to take care of me. I had that economic insecurity of, of, of everything, not being good enough. And when I first got sober, like, I just wanted someone, like, to take care of me and, and be my Prince Charming and sweep me off my feet. Like, I'm sober now, okay? It, it, I, I should have a, a husband now and live happily ever after because I'm doing everything that they're telling me to doing. You know, and I was two years sober. Oh, no, 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 it didn't, it didn't work that way. I had to learn to love myself completely and become my own best friend. And um, Neil and I, uh, you know, we reconnected. I, um, I moved to the beach at the Surf Inn, Hollywood Beach, and uh, down the street. And um, Neil had got cancer. And he had an operation with skin cancer. And it was on his back, and he couldn't change the dressing on his back, so he, he called, he said, can you help me out? And, and I did, so I came over, you know, cleaned it, and, um, and then he goes, uh, do you need to do your laundry? And um, I said, sure, because I was doing my laundry at the, the hotel, and then he goes, do you want to have dinner, watch Breaking Bad of <laughs> Sunday? And um, developed into um, a friendship, 
and he would ask me about my recovery and uh, my sponsor um, she just lives right down the street uh, her name is Lee and um, I used to complain to Lee about my issues why why, why doesn't he want me as a girlfriend? I don't understand. Well, it's not, it's not for you to understand. You just need to work on yourself. And I go, but, but, I, but I want him to want me the way I want him. Well, that's just not going to happen right now. Why don't you go ahead and put it in your God box? So I wrote down his will, God's will for me, you know, whatever needs to happen. And it wasn't necessarily with Neil, necessarily. I wanted Neil, but God had a bigger plan. And I just had to have the faith that whatever the plan's going to be, it's just going to be. And um, so we put it in my God box, and um, we did reconnect. We did reconnect. And, well, well, this is what happened was uh, we were talking, and, um, and I lived down the street. You know, we should live, live together. That would be – I wanted to live with him, but I couldn't articulate that because you know god has the big plan so i wrote that in my god box and put in my god box and so neil and i were talking and um i had the big book and i said if you agree to everything that's in the big book here read it then you know we can move in together and uh he did he read the big book and he said i could i could do this and i said i need to put my sobriety first and that includes my meetings and everything that you do with, with sobriety. Yeah, which you keep teaching me to do. And um, so, so we moved in. And, um, but that didn't stop me wanting more because once I moved in, well, well, I want a ring. <laughs> you know, I want to get married. And this poor man, you know, Neil, um, my sponsor got all this talk. Neil, you know, you know I'd, I'd mention, you know, well, you know, I would like to get married. And he goes, well, what if I don't want to get married? That, that was his, one of his response. What, what if I don't want to get married? And once again, my God box, I put, well, God, I, I really want to get married. What, what do you think I should do? Thy will. Thy will. And um, so, you know, he, he did propose to me. And um, as was the happiest time but I didn't cry oh. I didn't cry when when he gave me this ring I didn't cry I was in shock <laughs> because you know the miracles of the program continue on a daily basis and this is just one of them and not just that but people see it in you too I mean you emanate the program you know when you work it so all I could say was what does this mean and, you know, because no emotion, and I was just staring, and um, the following day, I, I cried all day long, you know, because, uh, I don't know, my prayers were answered. <laughs> and um, so that's how we got reconnected, and uh, we got married, and, you know, Neil's Jewish, and so it was a very intimate wedding, and I tried to incorporate my, my beliefs and his beliefs. I just want to say you're officially a cashew. You know why? A Catholic Jew. A cashew. So um, in our wedding vows, I have the St. Francis, the 11-step prayer. And um, that's how I make my relationship, our relationship work, right. is the, seven, um, the 11 step prayer. 
Okay, so what do you think is the key component of your relationship that makes this work? Understanding. A, li a lifetime of understanding and acceptance. A lifetime of understanding and acceptance. Because we're very different. I accept him just who he is. And, and what do you do when disagreements occur? How do you work the program into uh, the corrective actions? Well, um, then I go to step 10. <laughs> because usually I'm disturbed when something doesn't go right. So, um, like, what's my part in it? Maybe it was an expectation. Maybe when I walk down the stairs ready for work, and I'm expecting him to say, oh, wow. You look beautiful. And you know what? Maybe he's reading the paper, you know, and looks up, have a good day, honey. You know, but I'm standing there. You don't want him to say, oh, wow, you know, you look beautiful. And I may not hear that, but you know when I will hear it is when I come home from work. I'll, I'll hear it then. You know, um, I heard it this morning. He goes, wow, you look really nice. You know, so it's those expectations. You can't have those expectations. You just, just got to live and live life to its fullest and treat each day as a gift. That's Neil's my gift, and I, I do my best to treat him as a gift. And so do you feel the program of recovery taught you how to be able to uh, be open-minded so you, that you may have a, a healthy relationship? Oh, oh no doubt. The, the spiritual principles behind the program – the first step being honest. I am honest with Neil. He knows everything about me. And, um, you know, having that hope, that faith, that integrity, that perseverance, you know, we're a good team. You know, we are just a really good team. Yeah, yeah it works. I couldn't do it without the program. It would not work. It would not work at all for, for me. And it just wasn't about drugs and alcohol. It was all about my thinking. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know who I was till I came into the program. When your experience of being a woman with dignity and grace and sobriety, what would you say to those who are searching desperately for the right one? Stop searching because, because God has a plan. We, as a woman, we all want to be held and taken care of. That's just our human nature. We, we want to be told we're beautiful. We want to be taken care of. Um, but we have to learn to love ourselves first, take care of ourselves first, and everything will fall into place. And you keep your, your, your recovery first. And um, God is a huge part of my life. And um, he brings me peace and comfort. And um, for those who who are looking for Mr. Right, it will happen, but you can't force something. It just has to happen. And if you look, if you have that faith and, and God, God will give you what you need. Just stay close to him. You may not have everything you want, but you'll have everything you need. Thank you so much, Mona. What an incredible conversation it has been. And I hope that our listeners have learned something from it because, you know, it's so important to cultivate self-love because everything follows from there. And you made a believer of me. So thank you for that. In next week's episode, Jonathan will be talking to Neil. And then you'll get the other side of the story. So be sure to tune in. And with that said, we hope that you have a lovely day, my lovely listeners. 
Don't forget to check out the new website, flying-sober.com, and you can leave us a message and the Contact Us link. We would love to hear from you on how we can improve this podcast or the new website. Love and light to you all. Till the next time. Thank you.